I believe in divine timing. I believe that the right people, information, wisdom, guidance, heck, things arrive when we're ready for them. I believe that owning our own truth unconditionally is the path to not only create a fulfillment, but more wild success and abundance. This isn't only a podcast to help you get strategic and master the position of success. It's a declaration to share the truth. It's a commitment to keep going to make it happen no matter what. It's an activation and invitation for me, for you, and for us to play a bigger game. So my question for you is this, do you really want it? Do you really want to make your dreams come true? Do you really want to become a six-figure coach? Welcome to the Diaries of a Six-Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert, and I dare you to get ready to show up, boss up, and make it happen. Happy New Year! This is hilarious. It's 2023, and I am here with the fabulous Jen. Jen Anderson. If you're not following this epic human on her Instagram at I am Jen Anderson or listening to her podcast, Curious as Fuck, you're missing out. You are missing out. Jen and I have connected through the World Wide Web, <laughs> through the Instagram world. And Jen is one of those few people, because I only have a few people that I'm like that, that whenever Jen pings me and she's like, want to riff about that? I'm like, yes. Like she gets an instant response. Now I am an emotional authority and very rarely do I know that I get instant hits. So Jen is one of the people that gives me instant yes responses to yes, absolutely. I want to hang out. Yes, absolutely. I want to riff with you. Yes, let's have this conversation because there's just something about her energy, the way she shares, the way she shows up. And to me personally, she is a huge inspiration in the business world. And I aspire to build a successful business as she has. And so I just love that we get to connect and hang out and that you get to meet her in the new year for the first episode while we are also going to be recording this right now at the last day of November heading into the last month of 2022 we're recording the January episode I'll be in a different country yeah you and will be in who a knows country. what's going to happen between down and so Jen welcome that gave me full response because you don't know thank you thank you I love you so much you know how much I love you and I just want to like kind of touch on for people that I think sometimes social media can get such a bad rap and I have made some bad are we allowed to swear yes of course okay some badass relationships on social media alone like even you know if if I could pick up and go to Costa Rica today, I would be like, um, Teresa, where do I go? Where can I meet you? Let's go for a drink. And it's just so like, I think when we're open to being able to have bigger relationships that happen through social media, we really can have some deeper connections that do happen. And it's not, I don't know, it's not such a bad thing that we sometimes can make it out to be. Totally. And something about that too that you said like I think we're so of like we have such an aversion sometimes to building relationships with people through Instagram because we always have this tendency to think oh god they want something for me oh god they want to sell something to me oh god they want to like and the thing is I have not 
with the people that have, that's what I would say, with the people that I get the right intuitive, energetic hit with, that has not been the case. And it's been a very organic connection and it's been very authentic and real. And yeah, like I know you and I will eventually meet somewhere around the globe. Um, yeah, I'm like jet setting all over the place right now. And, and I, 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 people keep asking me when I'm going to be like settled again. And I'm like, that's why I, I don't understand right now why you're asking home is where your heart is and I think you are following your heart all around the globe and I am living vicariously through you as you jet around the globe and I love it so much I am so inspired by you and how you're just like I'm gonna live here and I'm gonna live here and I'm gonna live here and you know, that's one of the reasons most of us grow a business like this anyway, is to have that freedom and flexibility. And then a lot of people get stuck behind the desk or chained to a business side of it. And they don't take advantage of the places where we can do this. And this is the whole reason we started this. Could you and I work 40, 60 hours a week? Easy, easy. Oh my do God. we desire to? Is that why we started it? No. Does it take practice to not work 40, 60 hours a week? Yep. It did for me anyways, because it was like, but I'll just, I'll just grow to this level and I'll just do this or I'll just, you know, there's always more things we could do. I've had podcasts. I've had multiple podcasts. I've had YouTube channels. I've had newsletters. I've had like all of the things. And there's always so much more you could do, but there comes a point where it's like, where's the quality of life? And I think you're just like really stepping into it such a empowering piece around the quality of life piece that you're like I'm at the beach and I'm just going to be at the beach and I'm like I want to be at the poolside that you're at Teresa that looks so nice you're in the jungle I want to be by the jungle as I sit in western Canada that is minus 30 today and she is at plus 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like 60 degrees difference right? <laughs> it's amazing but I love what you just said and I think that this is something too that and I like can't wait to like get you your like juicy insights on on manifestation around this because I feel like so many of us as entrepreneurs we want the big business and we want the big clients and we want the big money and we want the big this and the big that and and we we often are so focused on those pieces and one thing that has really sunken in for me as I am on this journey is really being like okay we get to have all of that but most important for me my well-being is intact most important for me I actually can enjoy where I am and slow down and and sometimes to be honest just do absolutely nothing like just sit by the pool just sit on the beach just go for a walk like I'll go to fucking sleep at eight o'clock at night because I can because I can yeah and and it's been hard for me to dismantle my business because I had built it more around the go and this and that and a million freaking offers and I'm stripping and stripping and stripping and I'm still finding myself stripping things away and ending up now going into the year with a business model that will be able to spin off multiple five figures even if I only run it 
at 60%, which is my goal. Um, and that's what I'm working towards now while I'm really experiencing life and I'm really learning to love living life again because I almost feel like I unlearned how to live life without having it filled with work and work is something that I love. So yeah. how can we start? Like, what can we do? Like, so I think, I think without even, so correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think you and I are similar in that we're probably competitive with ourselves. We're always like, I've just always been the person that'll figure it out. I'll do it. I'll make it happen. I'll no matter what it is in any area of my life. And so then starting a business like this, you just go into high activity mode high action mode there's so many things you can do there's so many things you can learn like I know my first year in business I probably took 70 programs on that's me Instagram like email marketing like all of the things because I was like this is new to me I don't know these things and that's who I am I learned I like dive into things so that I can learn them for my own self I figure out my own truth along the way there's pieces and all of that but I think I also think it's necessary. I don't want anybody to go through a sacrifice if they're, or a struggle if they're at that place in their business that they're really in go mode. And so make sure you listen to point two that goes along with this. But because I went through all of that and I'm curious if it's similar for you, Teresa, I was able to strip away, but I had to go through those actions to see what fit and what didn't fit. I look at it like trying on different outfits. And so like, you know, as my body has changed over the last 20 years, there's been a few styles that work. And there's definitely a few styles that do not work on my body type, because I'm a little bit more pear shaped. And there's certain styles that just don't look good on me, no matter how much I want to try, no matter how good it looks on my bestie or that girl or that girl, it's just not meant for me. And it doesn't mean it's a bad style. It's just not a classic style for me. Right? Like, it's just not. And so if I hadn't tried those things on, and done all of the programs and all of the masterminds and all of the different one-to-one containers that I did and all the different price points and, you know, all of the ways of marketing and content creation and all of those things. If I hadn't gone through those, I wouldn't have known what felt good. And so right now for my own self, I have a lot of programs still that I do run, but I've really like simplified them all in how I run them and they feel good. And I've any that are like, kind of like, yeah, that's fine. I don't really, mm, it's gone. It's totally gone. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't have gone through the creation process of that. And also because I think um, a lot of your listeners are like building to that six figure mark. A lot of those programs had zero or one people. <laughs> so don't think that you're just going to come out of the gate and be like, oh, I have 10 people in this program or 30 people in this program or, you know, all those things. I, that was really hard for me to like do a whole program when there was one person or there were a couple of times that zero people showed up, definitely masterclasses, um, where just nobody would come at all. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do here? And I think that's what builds us. That's what builds the strength in us. That's what builds the commitment because I was in it no matter what. I was in it. I knew I was going to continue on. I knew this was, I look at 
totally look at it as my dharma. When I started to like get into mentorship, I was like, I am meant for this. I don't know what this looks like. I have a lot of things to learn. I don't know anything about it, but I know I am meant to be here and I know I'm meant to do this. And I think we need to be that committed that even when it looks like it's failing, and that's one of the keys with manifestation anyway, that's where real manifestation happens is when it looks like it's not working and you still do it and you still keep going. That's when the quantum leaps happen at the end of it. That's when the big growth happens. And so I think some people that have followed my journey for a couple of years now, because this is January. So just over two years ago. <laughs> this is January, but it's really November 30th, airing in January. So we're really in the future, but we're now. Right in between we'll now in and then. Yes. In the November two years ago, I believe my month was between $2,500 and $5,000. Not a huge month. I really aspired to have bigger months. I didn't know what that would look like. I had been in business probably about a year and a half that I would claim it. Probably two years that I was like telling myself I was in business, but it was really only like 16 to 18 months at that point that I was like proclaiming it to the world, we'll say. And all of a sudden, a, lot, a few things shifted definitely with my manifestation process, and we'll get to that. But I also just like zeroed in on it. And then I grew crazy. Like in 30 days, there was $104,000 uh, sales month, $87,000 cash. Wow. And so if people don't know the difference, sales is projected out. We want recurring income. Recurring income is absolutely amazing. Trust me for the nervous system. It's way better to have recurring income. I, uh, second. <laughs> and third? And fourth? Yeah, 500 louder for the people in the back. Recurring Listen income again. is pretty you important for the nervous system. Do it. Yes. You want sales. And the tricky part, I think, for me with manifestation is that I had gotten really good at manifesting money. And so I would manifest all these painfuls. And it was cool. And it was amazing. And I was having these huge months financially that I was just like, I can't believe this is my life. I, you know, I, of course I dreamt of it, but I didn't think it was going to occur that fast in the moment. It felt very fast, but I just kept playing. And that's, I think the piece that we forget about with manifestation, it's like one of the key places, pieces of it. And with our businesses of like, what if, what if, that happened? What if that got to be fun instead of like, how am I going to make this work? How is this going to happen? Now, if it feels fun to play in numbers and figure those things out, then that's cool because you're still going to the vibration of the manifestation coming in. But for somebody like me, it felt sticky because I was like, oh, I have to have six people recurring revenue at this point. And I have to have eight people signed in here. And I have to have two people signed into one-on-one. And then that will equal $40,000 in a month. For me, that was so sticky and so constricting. And so I throw those type of numbers out now. And I'm like, this is what I want to bring into my life this month or this year. I don't like doing things on a yearly because we're in January. Let's just speak to this right now. Yeah. I think sometimes when we do something on an annual or yearly or like vision boards are super cool, but we also push the manifestation away when we give it the year. And so I was always like, I want to earn six figures in a year. I want to earn six figures in a year. And two years ago in November, I was nowhere near hitting six figures for that year. I want to say I was maybe around 30, 35, maybe close to 40,000 for the entire year in November, end of November. And I hit six figures that year. But all that fall felt so heavy because I was like, I'm never going to hit it. 
never ever going to hit six figures in a year. I'm so far away. That's never going to happen. And so I just got really playful with it in that December. And it was like, oh, this is crazy. This is wild. And then there's like the attachment piece where we get so attached to the numbers. So then I shut down all manifestations of money coming in for about a week. And then I was like, oh, I need to go back to playing. I need to go back to playing. And so to very long winded round circle back to what you were talking about there. Sometimes when we want to manifest, there's like a lifestyle that we're trying to manifest. And we think the dollar amount matches in with that lifestyle. And we think the dollar amount is what's going to give us that lifestyle. But sometimes we have to step into the lifestyle and then the dollar amount comes out. And that is really hard on the nervous system. That is really scary as a human to make some of those decisions like traveling the world or we were just talking about like how do you choose what places to stay and how expensive of a like how much money can I spend on a place to stay when mm -hmm. I'm traveling like this and sometimes we have to go first but we also have to like do it from a calm place so that we can like not mess up our whole <laughs> system. oh my god but I had to slow way down yeah slow way down in my production activity for that to occur for me because here I was like spiraling into anxiety moments of like must get this done must get this done must get this done must do all of these things and I was working like I would say nine till three while my kids were in school five days a week four to five days a week and now I probably work around 20 hours it's hard to base I don't know yeah. about you but like I can't really base what I do because social media doesn't really count for me so if I counted like where I'm like actually on calls with clients, I'm probably only working 10 hours a week, but then there's, it's, it's money. It's money. I don't care. What matters is that I feel good. <laughs> every week. There's no dollar. Oh my God. This, I think the feeling good part is so essential to that. And I feel like your ability to have staying power and that's point two that you mentioned to staying power. And I talk about this a lot too. And you and I like, we have so much in common and that's like, I love riffing with you, not just because we share a lot of the same perspectives, but it like adds so many layers and depths to what both of us are, are saying and sharing, but this staying power, the willingness to keep going to me is directly related to how good you feel in your business, how good you feel in your life. And like, I have a lot of will. Like, I can will my shit through things. Like, I am like, no. I am putting my foot down and I'm doing this. Like, and I will will myself through the fucking mud if I have to. And at the cost of my well-being. And I have done it again and again and again and again and fucking again. Uh, before I'm like, okay, I finally learned the lesson. I won't want to do it anymore. Stop. I'm going to keep going, but not like this. Right. And, and you so, might find yourself there again and again. This summer, again, again. I was like, why, why am I in a situation like this again, where it feels like, like you said, my anxiety level this summer was through the roof. Because I was like, oh my God, I have to deliver this. I have to deliver that. And I was onboarding a team because I knew I can't do it on my own anymore. I knew in order to actually scale my business to the level that I want to scale it to, I actually need help. 
from a team, from people to take some pieces off my plate, right? And navigating all the stuff, but it was the anxiety that I was dealing with. It was the, the numbingness and then that teethers you into burnout and exhaustion and just like, I was like this, I don't, I don't want this, you know? Yeah. And of course there was a cause for me and, and I don't want to take um, time about this because if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard my life story of the last seven months already. Maybe. Now, you know, and if you don't, I got, okay, I got separated, divorced after 16 years I packed up my life. Last time I slept in my home was May 2nd. So, so there was a lot going on, but yeah. I feel like, yes, I'm an action taker, 100%. Um, I, I, I'm definitely like, I need to experience things before I know if they're working, if they feel good for me or not. So I will try like a million things. And like you, I did a million courses. Like I can build somebody a quiz funnel and a quiz. Like I've actually learned how to build like really epic quiz funnels with a sales funnel and all the all the things, the copy, the this, the that, how to ask the questions, like, and I'm like, it's hilarious sometimes when I look at everything that I learned, but it really helped me to find out what wasn't working, what is working. And it sort of kept, gave me some depth, but it's been the staying power. And I feel like what you said is so important. We can simplify and take away things and focus on how do you want to feel while you're doing all this and focus on how even now can you live the lifestyle? And I want everybody to know, yes, I'm jet setting right now and I'm traveling and all these things, but the reality is it's still life. I still walked to the store today and got groceries. Um, you know, I, I still cook. I still do my laundry. I still have life things, you know, shit goes wrong all the time. Things don't always work. Like right now, like I was sharing with Jen, like it's not been as easy to meet people here as I thought it would, or as it was in Buenos Aires. And so I've been spending a lot of time on my own, right? So regardless of what you do or what you experience, there's always going to be normal things. But the, the thing that it comes back to is how are you creating an experience for yourself that feels the way that you want to feel. And that's been a big one for me. Like, you know, so, so it's when I was in winter, having spending the $20 on a cozy, you know, rug sitting and like making myself a cup of tea and watching it snow and creating those moments that doesn't cost a lot. You know, like, I think that sometimes we think we have to have these lavish big experience and spend like thousands and thousands of dollars to experience what the lifestyle that we want to experience. And I really feel like to me, that's not been true. The, the yeah. most memorable experiences I have are the ones that, that happened. And I really didn't, you know, they, they just happened. There wasn't like, I spent thousands of dollars to have it. Like it wasn't the lavish thing. It was really just the intentionality behind creating something that felt good for me and simplifying, 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 like yeah. so big, all this. I think, I think it needs to be these big things. And I think too, when we're in a space that we're trying to earn more money or things are feeling financially tight, then it's like, well, I would do that if the money was there. Well, I would do that if the money was there and I would do that if the money was there and I would do that. And it really is about simplifying those little pieces as well of pleasure 
and of really feeling pleasure in many different ways. I call them tens. And so like really just getting into the smallest of things. When we were broke as broke, broke as could be, I, we moved from a very rural space and I could not get Starbucks or local coffee without driving an hour and a half. <laughs> so when we moved here and we were, t- money was tight, I still got a Starbucks or a local coffee every single week because that was luxury to me in that time. Now, some people will be like, that's ridiculous. Don't spend $6 on coffee, la la la, whatever the story is around that. But for me, that was really like just taking something small. It wasn't a huge expense for me, but really then just savoring it. Like I really needed to be able to drop into the feeling of the saver and the guilt-free piece of actually spending $6 on a coffee, which was a big thing at the time. But when I had that like first massive, massive month and when I look back at it, I watched more movies with my kids and my husband than I have ever watched. We did more like Christmassy things of like, cause it was December. We were walk, we would do like twinkle light tours. So we would walk the neighborhood and look at them. We would drive the neighborhoods and look at the lights. We drove to Calgary and looked at some of the crazy lights that they do there. And it was just these simple, simple moments that I wasn't making the space for before because I needed to do income producing activities. And those IPAs are great. And I got really stuck in them because you don't want to get stuck in doing I thought everything I was doing was income producing, but it really wasn't. It was just busy. You were just making yourself busy. And when there's intentionality and clean energy and you just follow the certainty of that and you can really drop into that and you have to let go of a lot of conditioned beliefs because there's a ton of conditioned beliefs around growing a business and earning money and all of those things and having too much fun and it being too much too easy. And, you know, at the time my husband was working like, lots of hours, lots and lots of hours. So there's that guilt piece when your partner is working or a good friend or a mother or anybody around you is working lots of hours. And here you are earning a really decent income by not working as much hours. Then I find we tend to go into overproductive mode to feel validated and justified in what we're doing in the moment. Instead, just what if we looked at it like we're just breaking these paradigms down. And when we go first, that ripple effect around us, the impact, the way it makes other people look at the way they earn money. Some people are, it's going to rub up against an edge and they're going to get a little bristly about it. And that's okay. That's their right. But then for the next person, you'll hear, you know, them going like, thank you. You like helped me open my eyes this way. Like I have a friend that reached out once and she follows me on Instagram. And I was kind of like, why do you follow me on Instagram? Like my Instagram is mostly business centered, right? Like I, I, I didn't understand the dynamic. She's like, you have changed the way I look at money forever. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Because I do openly talk about money and abundance and all of those things so often. Will she ever work with me? Likely not. It's not going to be that type of relationship. And that's totally cool. But how cool, because I'm open to sharing about abundance and money or whatever it is in your area, your expertise, your genius zone, you are going to open people up around you so much. So like, just go for it. Be brave, do it. Be badass. I love this. 
I love this. And I love having these honest and open conversations about money. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's such a sticky thing for people. And it's like a lot of the time too, it's like, I hear people be like, oh, you know, it's, it's um, like, I, you've had experiences where money was tight. I've had experience where, where money was tight with six figures of debt stacked against my head. Like, I know what it's like to live on a budget. I know what it's like to be like, shit, like I've got a bill to pay and I don't really know how I'm going to pay it. Like, I like, know what it's like to have the bill to pay, not know how to pay it, and then not be able to pay it, and then be stuck in the aftermath yeah. of that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I never thought I'd experience in my life because I hadn't until I was like mid thirties, and I was like, I went through this place of shame and guilt of like, how can I be mid thirties and be experiencing this now? Like, I am so irresponsible. I am. Oh, there were so many nasty stories that went along with it, and that is one of the reasons I will speak to money. Till I am blue in the face I will speak to it forever people unfollow all of the time that's totally fine because I do know that I activate that within them but I also know how many people come back and go I quit following you for six months because you were really bugging me but here you are still talking about money what what can I learn from you now and it's like yeah like I don't personally you know, it's been like a tough thing to speak about because I don't want to rub people, you know, at the heart of it, we're all people pleasers. We don't want to piss people off. We don't want to make people feel less than we don't want to, you know, there's all of these things, but as we grow in our business and we know our own truth, the more we're solid in our belief, the more truth we're going to speak. And that will rub some people wrong. And that's, is what it is they might go away, they might never come back. That's, that's their journey that has absolutely nothing to do with me. But I do find it so fascinating that money and sex are the dirtiest things to talk about. And we all do it. Every single one of us. But why are we not ever allowed to talk about like, why is it such a dirty word? Like, Why? Oh, we shouldn't talk about that. Don't talk about money. That's so bad. Oh, don't talk about earning money. Don't talk about being in debt. Like, cause there's people on both sides. People will be like, you shouldn't talk about all the debt you were in. You shouldn't talk about all the money you make. That's you. That's your story. You don't want to follow along. That's cool. Like that's the bonus of social media. You can click the unfollow button. and You don't have to. I love this me. money and sex. And I feel like both have an energy that's so activating so activating so activating it's like oh she's like money and sex I'm like (laughs) (laughs) but to be honest like that wasn't even 12 months ago I was like something that I really didn't you know feel comfortable talking about especially not in my relationship and those were the two two areas in my long-term marriage and relationship that were definitely major friction points major friction points and I I um I feel like one of the biggest things for me that I've learned around both that and the energy is one like we all have a lot of sexual energy naturally within us 
and you can channel your own sexual energy towards your creativity, which is a beautiful thing to do. I would all highly encourage you to do that. Also, if you have an orgasm, create after you have an orgasm. It's a beautiful experience. Do yeah. a visualization for what you want to manifest in your life. Like there's, I don't, have you heard about this? They're making like stadium pods where people have orgasms and this is going to like totally rub some people the wrong way, but they're making pods where people orgasm in these pods. And my husband was telling me about this and he's like such a private person, like such a, pri- like so private about those sorts of things. And he's telling me about it. And I'm like, can you imagine the energy in that building of all these people orgasming at the same time? It would be like absolutely crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. (laughs) That is crazy. I mean, that is out there for sure, but that's a lot of it. Like I could feel that energy, right? But like, again, it's like, oh, we're bringing up the orgasm word and the money word and the (laughs) sex word. And it's like, yeah, because it's all energy. It's all energy. And I feel like the greatest gift that you can give yourself is to be able to be in a really abundant place when you are when you look at what's in front of you and you're not seeing what you want to see or experiencing tangibly what you want to see with that. And you're still in abundance around that. You are still in in like I am receiving, like I'm still in this energy and this vibration of what that would feel like, how lavish it would be, the luxury of a coffee once a week, right? The, the luxury of going out for, for a drink once a month, you know, or the luxury of extra long mornings, the thought of having somebody in bed with you. Yeah. Right? Like, that like I think that you want to... Yeah. 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 Because there is a difference too, right? Totally. And it's so interesting. You know, one thing that's really interesting since being single, newly single, I I mean, I one, I hadn't been single in 16 years. So I missed the whole app world coming up. So that was like an odd experience. But for the first time in my life, too, I've been meeting single girlfriends because all of my like friends were like in relationships and we have been having a lot of conversations about sex and like and it's actually been really refreshing and activating and I'm like oh my god you know this is actually really good and it's really been lighting me up and it made me realize too that even having conversations like find a safe space right like you don't need to you know be on a podcast and talk about it you don't need to be on your social media and talk about it but who who do you know that you can talk to about sex who do you know who you can talk to about money shamelessly I would like to you know it would be amazing to make this kind of money like just this morning, like uh, someone who's in a mastermind experience, she shared with me, she's like, you know what, this thing come through that I'm like taking, taking up too much space, or I'm like, I'm talking about wanting these six figures and seven figures and all this stuff. And like, I'm like, is it too much? Am I asking too much? And, and the thing is, this is what safe spaces are there for. So you can talk about it, right? Like, because I even just a thought, like to let yourself go there, doesn't cost you anything. Yeah to let yourself imagine it and feel it and be in it. And it's like, mm, 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 mm. 
sex. Like I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. You know? I think that's like why mentorship and being in, I've been in a lot of masterminds, especially I found the most beneficial with like-minded people, because let's be, let, let's just be honest. Our lives are not normal. I am constantly reminded of how unnormal our lives are. We were with our family this weekend, my in-laws, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-laws, all their kids. There were 16, 17 of us. And it, you know, when I'm in those places, I'm like, oh yeah, our life is, our, our life is pretty weird. Like, you know, we wake up around seven, eight o'clock. I went through a whole thing this fall with like feeling guilty about that of like not doing morning routine earlier in the morning and like sleeping till not setting an alarm at all. Like I've set two alarm clocks since September because of places we've had to be. And I, it was like another deconditioning piece. I already believed in that, but, and I allowed myself all summer for the last three years to do that every single summer when my kids were off. But it was like once September struck and kids were supposed to be back in school, my kids are home, but I felt guilty I have a girlfriend that lives down the street and she drives to the gym at 5 a.m. every morning. And she used to be like, you make me feel so good that your lights are on and I'm not the only person awake at 5 a.m. I haven't been up at 5 a.m. for months, months. And unless I like woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and couldn't fall back to sleep. And I'm totally good with that. But there's just layers and levels to it where we like feel like we shouldn't feel that much luxury. We shouldn't live that open of a life and so like if I was to share with you know the majority of people that are in our lives family and friends uh, that have been with us for years if they actually saw what our days looked like they would probably be like that's just not real life that's like no like that cannot be your real life and that cannot be possibly be my real life well yeah it can be but you got to be disciplined, like you were talking about with the willpower and the determination and you stick with it and you don't know how it's going to work out. But never four years ago, even three years ago, I wouldn't have believed that this was our life that we get to live all of the time and the money that we make and the freedom that we have in our days and the conversations we have with the kids and like all of those different things. I would have never imagined that that was possible. But there was a part of me that also dreamed that it was possible possible and so I think we forget that that it's like okay it was there there was a little piece on my heart and I had no idea what it was gonna look like and some of it felt really heavy and it felt like I was walking through like quicksand at moments and I was sinking and I didn't know where I was going but it did all bring me here to this Mm -hmm. and can I appreciate where I'm at right now instead of feeling guilty that I don't have to set an alarm clock (laughs) or that I get to earn this kind of money or I go to bed when I want to go to bed or whatever it looks like. This is so big. And I, I feel like to some of the things that you're bringing up to right? like we can manifest amazing things and have moments where we feel shame and guilt. And, and it's so interesting when, when, you know, this experience that you're saying that you're like, if you, if your family would see your life and they would watch, they're like, that's just not real life. I had a conversation with someone yesterday and and a couple of times she was like, well, you know, I'm just in paradise. This is just not real life. And I said to her, well, this is my life. And she's like, oh, I guess. And she said it again. I was like, no, no, no. Like, this is life. Like, this is life. Like, I'm not like in an airy fairy land. Like, this is my life. Yeah. And 
I feel like every day, too, when I did this, like throughout the summer, I really started really reconnecting with that imagination piece. And sometimes, too, and, and I feel like it ties in with what you said about, you know, it's January and we're setting these big goals and, and we're going so big and it almost feels too far. And, and I find that sometimes with a vision and, and one thing that sort of like really came through for me throughout the summer is that you just because you don't have a vision doesn't mean you can't dream and imagine. And, and sometimes I, I, as much as I'm a big believer and like I have a grand vision, but it's not always like it's not something that I always connect with. A lot of the times it's me really imagining what it's going to be like when I'm there, what it's going to be like when something's finished, you know, like how am I going to show up and share on my social media when all my containers are full, right? When all my one-to-one spots are filled, when all my masterminds are filled, like how am I going to show up then? And why not show up like that now? And I, I closed my eyes and I feel it. And I closed my eyes and I felt into what it would be like to be in Buenos Aires and like before I was able to book the flight, before I was able to book anything because I didn't have a passport. Like <laughs> before right. I had my like I didn't know. Like I I had an idea. I had a thought and I closed my eyes and I imagined it. Yeah. And that imagination, even just a few minutes a day, gave me a feeling and everything came in. Like I have had the most beautiful experiences and I, it's funny because I never, I for a long time didn't identify myself as somebody who would be a powerful manifester. Yeah. I just, you know, I was like, I never really thought about that, but I've had a lot of like gobsmack moments. And then I was like, how did it really happen? And for me, to be honest, it was, it, it's really close my eyes and imagine it. Yep, 100%. Like, because I think you were able to drop into the feeling of what it was. So I think there is, so like when you go into like the nitty gritties of manifestation, you want to get into all the five senses, la 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 la, in the future, you want a future test, all of these things, right? But the real magic happens when you can drop into that feeling and it doesn't need to be for long. And I think too, we get stuck in that it needs to be like, I need to be like always imagining and always feeling so good about what's going to happen in the future. And that's not real life. Like this past month has been my biggest financial month of 2022. And it all came in in the first 11 days of the month. And in that time, my kid was sick and up every single night coughing and coughing. I was like, do we need to take him to the hospital? Like he was so sick. My daughter got the flu. My husband got sick. I had, I was sick for 48 hours. Um, what else was there? There was like so many things that were like life things that just weren't desired. Not my favorite couple of weeks by any means of how things were going. Nobody was sleeping. Everybody was blowing noses and coughing and we're home and rescheduling and all of these things all over the place. But that doesn't tie to the manifestation. Like it's not, I think sometimes we get like, well, it's not a good time for this to happen because everybody's sick nothing good is going to come from this because everybody's sick in my house and everybody is cranky and not like happy and all of these things or it can also happen like we do that and or so often and I really try to look at everything of like I get to have this and this gets to happen I am experiencing this and this gets to occur at the same time simultaneously and I'm not going to put too much value and meaning on having like a low vibration or having an off day or 
healing through something that's really heavy. Oh, that was the other piece because my son was so sick in February. My son was actually his appendix burst. He was in the hospital. It was really bad. I will never forget the moment the surgeon came in and said, this little boy is so sick. He's going to be here at least two weeks. Get used to the idea of being in this hospital. And I was just like, Oof. so here he is really sick again. And I'm healing and processing bits and pieces that happened in February that I hadn't healed and processed yet that I wasn't aware of. And, you know, I'm worrying about him again. And I'm like, am I making the right decision? The mom intuition, like all of these pieces. And so there was so much heavy work going on internally for my own self and still trying to hold the house, hold the house of all of the people around me and like somewhat feel good in a day somehow. And really like being able to drop into that imagination piece of what it will feel like when we're healthy, what it'll feel like when I have the biggest smart, what it'll feel like when those dream clients come in, when those like sparkly moments come in and I'm like, oh, this is my life. Like Tuesdays are my heavy work day. And I wake up every Tuesday and I'm like, it's going to be a good day. I have all my one-to-ones today. What are we getting? Lots of time it's heavy shit that we talk about all day, but I freaking love it. And so if we don't love it, I think there's another piece that's missing for a lot of us in business. I didn't love everything at the beginning because I wasn't sure of myself. And you know how we were talking about trying things on? Yeah. I had to do that to learn what I loved too and where I wanted to support and where I wanted to focus what I'm talking about on a regular basis within my business. And then you're still manifesting at that point. Like you are, you're planting all those seeds and like Teresa and I both love that pineapple season is coming and pineapple season is coming. You've always planted those seeds. Just allow the season to come. Allow them. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the, that's the trick, isn't it? It's like also understanding that that shit can be really heavy and you can have a lot of abundance flood in at the same time. Like we always have abundance, even if you close your eyes for 30 seconds, like, and I, I feel like we forget that and we undervalue it because it seems so simple, right? It seems so simple to close your eyes for 30 seconds. Like not one person can tell me that you do not have 30 seconds for yourself. I don't care what job you do. I don't care how many kids you have. I don't care what situation you're in. 30 seconds, closing your eyes and really feeling into something. Allow yourself to go there and be in it, it's kind of also being in surrender and acceptance for everything that's shit <laughs> you and know I wanted to add to that of like I, when I was really like in a hard place with money and I didn't have many clients I remember saying to a girlfriend I have all this time I just want to coach clients I just want to have clients to help throughout the days and you know there was all this blank space that I just wanted to be helping people And so if I was to focus on the clients in those 30 seconds, or if I was to focus on the money in those 30 seconds, it didn't serve me because that's a low vibration. That's a low frequency. Those are not good places, even though those are the two biggest pieces or one of the biggest pieces, like same if you were calling in a partner where you're like, I just want to feel loved for you to picture yourself in love might feel too heavy and too sticky. And it might just be like, like super contracting. So then picture something of like, the most delicious food you've ever had and just feel into the imagination of that or the best coffee you've ever had or your favorite candle burning and just play into that because sometimes you have to take like a flashlight off of what it is that you want 
and shine it a different way so that the other manifestation can come through because there's too much pressure. There's too much constriction around it of like, I need that money. I need that money. I need that money. Well, the back subconscious is not doing a good job at that time. Well, it's doing a really good job at that time because it's going, you're full of shit. You are not rich. You are not abundant. You do not have a lover in your life that you really desire to have. And so the negative chit chatter is so negative and so pulling you down that it's better to like focus on the cheesecake, focus on the wine, focus on whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but just something that you can get into the pleasure, sensual feeling with that feels really good. If it's like really nice, I used to hoard like body products because I would only use the nice ones for special occasions. And now I'm like, give me all the beautiful body products all of the time. It can be as simple as that. I bought when I couldn't afford it, I bought sample sizes of like a really high end body wash. And so I would then use them like just like every few days and I'd be like, and really feel it and like really get into the moment because that puts you in the higher frequency. If I had focused those 30 seconds on, I actually need money to pay my bills and put food on the table, it wouldn't have raised my frequency. So just getting to a neutral place with what we want to manifest even when something feels really negative, like if it's money, a partner, whatever, it's big, where we have a big emotional attachment to it, that gets sticky and tricky. So focus on the body wash, focus on the cheesecake, the tapas, I don't care what you focus on, something that makes you feel good. And rent. <laughs> I love this. I think that that is so important. And I hope that everybody is listening, right? Like listening, because I like I think one of the things that I always have and and that was part of why like I called this podcast stories of a six-figure coach podcast and some people have told me that I'm covering too many different things on this podcast and and you know like you you get the thing and I'm like I don't really care because for me one of the biggest things that I always wanted is that there's a lot of perception out there, right? Like what success is and people are like, oh, it's easy for you to say to do this because you have all this already. And and the, the reality is that like it, shit still really goes wrong. Yeah. Shit can still be really fucking hard. Like I, I feel like too, like it, I can, it, you know, my relationship would have been a good example. Most people really believe that we were so happy. And we loved each other. Like yeah. there's undeniably, like we loved each other so much. And I still have a lot of love for him. But I went through a time of my life where I felt so undesired as a woman, where I didn't feel supported. And I contributed to the situation because there was always two to tango. There's always two to this. And the reality is that perception and what's actually happening is not the same. And, you know, whether it's, you know, what you're sharing, Jen, and being like, you know, once a week I would go and I would get myself a coffee and it was a real experience. And now it's like, you can get 10 coffees if you want it, you know, but still there is something about having that coffee that feels really luxurious. Like it's still, even though it, it it's not, like there's still a luxury to it but now the luxury is still there even though you have the six bucks abundantly to pay for the coffee right but like I think it's understanding that that you and I have gone through a lot of the things that some of the people listening are going through 
we know what it's like to have zero or one person signing up the programs. Like, I know, I know what it's like to learn something and it doesn't sell. I know what it's like to show up and nobody shows up for your life. I know what it's like to show up and nobody buys your shit. Like, Jen knows it. I know it. But we made a choice. I feel like that's the thing. We made a decision to keep going and to keep to there to feel into what we really want and make that more important than seeing a result. Yeah. Detaching from the outcome. Yeah. And shit still goes wrong. Kids still get sick. 100%. Payments bounce. Things don't come through. Clients say yes and then change their mind. Happened to me. Like, I'm like, well, freeing things I ever heard was one of my mentors was a multiple seven figure mentor doing very well, very well. And a similar lifestyle. Sometimes I found it hard. I really like to find moms for my own self because it was really hard for me. I had a lot of mentors that were single um, or in a relationship, but didn't have kids. And so that was really a tricky time for me to be perfectly honest. Cause it was like, of course you have more time. I don't, I want to be there for my kids. Like it was really hard, but this woman had children and multiple seven figures. And she said, yeah, I hit the red in my bank account last week. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, because sometimes that's the way it works with payments coming in and going out and all of those things. And she's still earning large amounts of money and she's doing huge things in the world. And she's, you know, she's purchased her farm and she's purchased her animals and she's purchased all of these things. And she has a huge team and support system and all of these things. And I was like, that was so freeing. I did not realize how much I was carrying forward still, because at this point I'd earned multiple six figures, but I was still carrying so much shame and guilt around having those financial hardships and not making the right decisions with my money and, you know, going into debt and cashing out RSPs for mentorship. I totally have done all of those things. These are not financial. This is not financial advice. Do what do, do you, whatever works for you. But for me, at the time it felt good, but then I felt so shitty after, but it's because I didn't actually allow myself to fully step into it. So when I cashed out some of those RSPs to go into mentorship with somebody, there was still a part of me that felt really dirty and wrong and irresponsible for doing that because you do in my family, RSPs are life. You need that retirement. That is the biggest thing. And so for me to take money out of there in my late thirties, so irresponsible and now I look back and kind of laugh of like isn't it amazing though you know we we spend all this time to putting things out for the future and then when we take some of the money to build a better future we feel guilty about taking the money that was meant to be for when we're like 70 <laughs> right but we don't actually know if we ever make it to 70 we don't but it's better just in case you do make it to 70 to have the money. And again, this is not financial advice. I do not give anyone here like, this is not financial advice. But I, I feel like it's like, what is the best decision for you right now? Right. And, and I feel like that is so key. And yeah, like I, I feel like the, the fluctuation of cash you know such an interesting thing and I always look at it from my time running an eight-figure business and building a business and scaling them to eight figures and like 
we had times where we were not running in the flex. And then we had times where cash was just coming in. So it always came down to cash flow. It always comes down to, to cash flow in and out and, and less about what you see on the numbers on the bottom line. And so it's just so interesting how we make it mean so much when we don't have a big month or what we mean. And, and I feel like that is a big thing too, right? What's the meaning we attach? What's the meaning we attach when somebody doesn't buy? What's the meaning we attach when things don't go the way we want? What's the meaning you attach when all your kids get sick, right? Are you like, oh, well, this means that I cannot be earning money. So I love what you said about like, my kids are sick and I can have an epic like time in my business, right? Like um, I can be heartbroken and have the time of my life, you know? I can be in my plunge pool, cry and laugh at the same time. Absolutely. You know, like I I can have all these experiences and I feel like there's such beauty to actually allowing everything and 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 really when we take the meaning away from something, we take the we take the heat out of the situation. Yes. That's a great way to put it because like if you think of the law of polarity or duality, duality is something I focused on so much last year, especially like the whole year. I feel like if I was to have a word unintentionally, the word was duality. How can I hold duality? So how can I hold the toughest of the tough and the best of the best at the same time? And I think sometimes we pedestal these people we see online that we think are higher above us or are farther ahead than us in some form in our business. And honestly, I think that's the only piece they've mastered more than us is being able to hold the hard and the awesome simultaneously, sometimes overlapping. Like when you're saying crying and laughing at the same time, it's pretty much the same thing. If you've ever been really hormonal and you've had moments where you're like bawling your eyes out, but you're also laughing, that's kind of what it's like because you just know how fluid things are going to be. So like, if you have a shit month, you know, I look back reflecting back and like, there were definitely times where I had crap months financially successful wise, whatever you want to call it. But because I was shaming myself so much for having those crap months, those continued on. Whereas if I had just heard conversations like this, and this is where I think it's so important to have these conversations to know that like, everybody has a shit month everybody I remember like a year and a half ago I might have shared this with you before Teresa but it was so mind-blowing to me this fall um I was reflecting back on the August before and I had had a $27,000 cash month and over $40,000 in sales that's amazing 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 I look at the now and I'm like that's such a good month like that's amazing I like wicked But that whole month, I felt like the biggest failure. I felt like I had done nothing right. There was a launch I had done that hadn't been as successful as I anticipated the launch being. Like so many things came up. And then I stuck in that energy for, I don't think it was a couple months, but longer than I needed to. And reflecting back on it, because I do do this month to month where I'll like reflect where I was the year before and the year before. And I find it fun. And I think it's like so cool to see the growth and all of these things and how even just like the way we, our perspective of things changes so much. And I was like, huh, 
I really remember you beating the shit out of yourself for having a 40,000 plus cash or sales month. And that's not a bad month. Like that was really messed up that that's where you were at that time, that it was not enough because that's a lot of money. One more thing about mentorship that I have to touch on, again, not financial advice for anybody, but I do find it fascinating. Like I have cousins that are lawyers and doctors and, you know, went to school for a long time and racked up with a lot of student debt or borrowed from their parents or their parents paid for it or took loans, whatever it looks like, lots of different scenarios. And it's just okay that they did that. It's okay that they're in $100,000 worth of debt. It's actually like kind of a badge of honor that they're in $100,000 debt because they're a doctor. Because they're a doctor. Because they're going to earn all of this money. Don't get me wrong. Doctors are amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm so glad we have them. We need we need all different types of people. But I carried so much shame around because I probably, I was probably close to $140,000 in uh, different healing modalities, mentorship, coaching, uh, business programs, like all of those different things. And so I, if I wrapped it all together, there was probably about $140,000 that I invested. And I felt like I would never share that number with anybody at the time, right? Like that was, didn't even want to tell my husband about it. Like he knew I had, but he also, we had never like compiled the numbers together. And now I look at it like, isn't it funny? We think we shouldn't invest that kind of money, but yet we're going to make triple what doctors essentially make sometimes, sometimes even more. And we need to learn how to hold that money because that's a whole other thing. We could do a whole freaking podcast on Teresa of having capacity to be able to hold money. That's a whole new ball game if it hasn't been your whole life and you're not used to it. And you look at your bank accounts and you're like, yeah, of course you go, that's really cool. But then you go, holy shit, like, one, is it duplicatable, replicatable, scalable? Is that a one-hit wonder? <laughs> How, what do I do with this money? What should I invest? Do I do the rainy day fund? How big of the rainy day fund? Like all of these things come up for you, right? Because there's so much attached to money again. But I do think, uh, I just really wanted to share that with people because I think we feel a little bit of guilt and shame sometimes around investing. And I will say that there was like a lot of money I had invested without earning a whole lot of money in my business. And I felt really shitty at that time. Like I shouldn't have done that. And it was a waste of money and I did the wrong thing. And now I look back and I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. Like, thank goodness I did that. <laughs> because it just, it didn't just like my EQ, capacity, duality, all of the things it really did bring me to where I am now. And I wouldn't be here if I hadn't have done that. Totally. Oh my goodness. I, I've invested at least that, if not even more in the last two years. Like I put every penny and more that I made in my business back into mentorship. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, like I, I looked at it always like, I, okay, I got to pay my mentor. I got to pay for all the tool, like tools, you know, all the other stuff you have to run your business. Here is shit you have to pay for. And then I pay myself. And then I got to the point where I'm like, no, actually, I'm going to pay myself first. 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 Pay yourself first. 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 But it's, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think entrepreneurship is the only thing that, that so many of us just go in and just are like, I'm going to do this on my own. 
but like a heart surgeon imagine a heart surgeon walking into surgery and being like oh, i'm just gonna figure this out it's just heart surgery and of course you know this isn't maybe not about life and death right i get that so everybody listening like i'm using an extreme example but the reality is doing this on your own or or thinking that you can just figure it out will probably lead you to a lot of frustration and you know you don't need to spend $140,000 like Jan and I you you don't yeah, you don't I need to go that. into absorbent amount of debts you don't need to take your RSPs out but what I would say to you is look at it like if you're really serious about building your business online what support do you want and what what skills do you need to develop to be able to actually do that and at the end of the day you can figure anything out on your own you can I really believe that you can it's just a matter are you able to sustain long enough to figure all of this out because really when you get a mentor like Jen and she'll help you manifest some incredible things so if you get a mentor like me and I help you really build and scale your business what you're doing is you're accelerating your timeline you're reducing the amount of time it takes you get that you're gonna learn faster you're gonna you, you you might not experience some things because you get to learn through us and from us and through other people but ultimately you have this tremendous potential, right? Of, of making an incredible return on your investment and when you invested in mentorship. So that's huge, huge. It's so huge. I think of it like uh, Shark Tank. Like I invested myself in to be close proximity, right? Like anybody that goes on to Shark Tank that, you know, they have products is more of a price but they go into there to get the knowledge from the people at the front of the room that's why they're in there not just to share their product but to pull the experience from it and I think that has served me so well in and I've done like all over the place it hasn't just been business coaches it hasn't just been energy uh, there's been a lot of spirituality like central like so many different areas and so I really did look at it myself, like almost like I was putting myself in tech school. You are going to learn so many things all about yourself, concept of self, like the metaphysical, the, like quantum physics, all of the things, meditation, like anatomy of the body, all of those things are going to happen in such a short time period because I was excited about it too. And so for me, it was really important to be able to do it in a little bit of a speedier process because for me, I like felt the pressure of like, okay, I'm late thirties. I really want to like move quickly in life. And that's just who I am too. Like if I'm in something, I'm all in something. I'm like not really good at dabbling with many things. Um, and so it was just like really important for me to be able to go into there. Now, do I think it's figure outable on your own? Absolutely. It's just how quickly do you want to go through that? And so when you do want to go quickly through it, it's kind of like, you know, when we we're talking about the heart surgeon, he can Google everything to do with the heart and valves and what he should do and, you know, all those things. But until the experience is there, it's, it's quite different, I imagine, for heart surgery. It's the similar of like my sister, 
bless her sweet soul, um, went into truly early childhood development and I already had children. And so she's learning all of these things at school. And amazingly, she's like a really beautiful person and really thoughtful of these things. But she would like, you know, tell me things that she was learning in her textbook. They're very different than real life. Yes, absolutely. You know, like if anybody's ever thought about being a parent and they're not a parent, you like see those kids in the restaurants or like in the grocery store and you're like, my kid will never do that. Never. Yeah, that's cool. But like real life happens and then sometimes things shift a little bit. And I think that's where mentorship comes in. So like even with you of like doing the strategy side of it, because you've already done that with other things. It doesn't even matter if it's in the exact same field, but you have so much experience that comes along with it. Totally. Oh my God. Jen, I like, as always can talk to you forever. And I was like, at this time, I'm really going to have to go. And like, now I'm like nearly half an hour over the time. (laughs) So just send a sneaky message that I'm running five minutes behind (laughs) um because time went by so fast but this was such a juicy conversation and it's January 5th as people are listening to this so as we're wrapping this up what's one thing that you'd like to give people to to go into the year with I dream bigger and don't put a timeline on it sky's the limit just don't don't preface it with like this needs to happen this year or this needs to happen this month just dream bigger and drop into that feeling of what it feels like for it to occur I love that dream bigger and don't put a timeline on it January 5th anything's possible detach from those timelines Jen where would you like people to come and get more of Jen in their life? Well, I'm always on Instagram. That's my most popular place to hang out. I am Jen Anderson. Oh my God. I love it. So good. So good. Okay. My internet is doing wonky things. I am hoping that this is still being recorded. Jen may come back. Let's see. There she is. She is, but we are wrapping this up. This was amazing. Happy New Year, everyone. Jen, thank you, thank you, thank you for your time, for your wisdom, for sharing so much goodness for this juicy conversation. I love that that is how we're sending people into the year. And uh, oh my goodness, hearts to everyone. We love you so much and have an epic year. Listen to Jen's podcast, Curious as Fuck. Go give her a follow at I am Jen Anderson. And thanks for being here. This is a wrap for another episode. And I'm going to shut the heck up now. I love you. Bye. That's a wrap for another episode of the Diaries of a Six Figure Coach podcast. I am your host, Teresa Lambert. And I want you to know that if I can do it, so can you. Do you want to get your hands on more tools, strategies, and insights to help you become a six figure coach? Come join my online community on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching. Drop into my DMs to say hi. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to get notified when the next episode drops. Gratitude always for each and every single one of you. Here's to showing up, bossing up, and making it happen.